Welcome to Signaling God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Many have talked about the latter rain. It's the last great rain of God's strength to bring in the last day harvest of souls. Many have proclaimed that the latter rain is already here. That is totally impossible. The reason for it, when we see what, how radical a change and what the latter rain really is, then we will not be deceived whenever it does happen and this gospel being preached to all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. When we see that in Malachi 4, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers. Lest I come, it's like the earth with a curse. Everyone knows that. Well, on the Mount of Transfiguration, in Matthew 17, when we take a look there, we find that Jesus takes Peter, James, and John to a mountain apart. You know that mountains in the Word of God are kingdoms, a mountain apart. And he takes with him Peter, James, and John, and there he is transfigured before them. But there also appears Moses and Elijah with Jesus. Now, many will say, well, that shows his glory, that he is the only true God in eternal life, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit of God, which is true. But it's also the work of the ministry and shows that in these last days, just exactly what Jesus said, these works that I do shall you do also, the body of Christ. He healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, opened the blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking captive, went free, and blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. Well, we would normally stop there. But he said, and greater works than these shall you do. Now, what is greater? There's no greater work than raising the dead. Jesus showing that he is the resurrection and the life by raising the dead. No a man were dead, yet shall he live. And he that believeth in me, Jesus said, shall never die. In other words, not taste of the second death. Blessed and holy is he that take part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But what is the latter rain? That's the question. What is the new thing? The new wine that must be put into new wineskins. That is so radical a change that few will be able to enter into it, just as Jesus stated. We're saved. The salvation is through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Paul gives us that in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, and talks about the strong delusion that they all might be damned who received not the love of the truth. That's pretty straightforward. And it's profound that if we miss that mark for the prize of the high column of God in Christ Jesus, there's no other thing for us. There's not a secondary uh, call of God. We're called for the work of the ministry. Now that is for the perfecting of the saints. Now Jesus spoke about a generation. And he said, this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. Now many have thought that was a natural generation with the natural Israel being made a nation in May the 14th, 1948, generation being 40 years, and there were many books written, 88 reasons why the Lord is coming in 
1988. Well, it was a total lie. Well, then they said, well, it's a 50-year generation. It'll be 1998. Then Y2K, that never happened. Why? Because we missed the mark. The devil thinks to change times and seasons. So we can't be deceived on that. It's given to us to know the times and the seasons, not the day nor the hour of his coming, but we are given to know the times and the seasons, as Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. We're children of the day and not of the night, that that day should overtake us as a thief. And when they say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. Jesus warned of that in the last days, the Antichrist, the man of sin, the son of perdition, that opposes all that is God, or that is worship, so that he has God, sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, will just many destroy many people by peace, saying peace when there is no peace. It is the spirit of Baal. And he will cleave to those with flatteries that forsake the holy covenant, Jesus Christ. Well, we're warned of that. We are to try the spirits to see whether they are of God. And John gives us how? Not by miracles, but by the revelation of Jesus. He states it in 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4. Hereby try you the spirits to see whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are entered into the world. And that was back then. And evil men and seducers have been growing worse and worse. How far greater now is the deception than ever before? Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. That Jesus Christ is the Holy Ghost. It is the Christ. It is the Spirit of God. As we see there in uh, the Word of God that God has sent forth the spirit of his son, Galatians 4, 6, into our hearts where Bible Christ have a father. There's only one spirit there. There's no second person of the Godhead. Now the rivers are drying up all over the world. If you haven't caught that on a podcast, be sure and catch it at sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or you can go to our app, Sealing God's People, for a daily podcast, covering this great truth that all the rivers and the, the world are internationally are drying up. We have the Colorado River. We have the Mississippi River in the United States. Not only that, all the main rivers in Europe are dry, drying up. The Yangtze River there in China, the Po River, the Danube, the Rhine River in Germany, all of these rivers are drying up. But there's one in particular that brings attention to the last day work of God, and that is the Euphrates River. We see that in Revelation 16, 12. Now, that, that angel pours out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and it dries up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now, we know what happened there as uh, uh, Cyrus the Persian diverted the waters and came over the Euphrates River, destroying Babylon there as God's shepherd. But it'll happen again at the last days. And the very next verse is not Armageddon, the gathering of all nations there in the plains of Megiddo, where God will judge all nations. 
Jezreel, the valley of Jezreel, the valley of Jehoshaphat, the valley of the Kingsdale, where all judgment of God will be poured out upon the wicked. But before then, we find in the very next verse, right after Revelation 16.12 is Revelation 16.13, and what does it reveal? It reveals there's three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet, which are spirits of devils working miracles. Now that's what's going to be revealed by the rivers drying up. God said in Amos 4, I, I call for no rain upon one city, and it rained upon another and not on a city to get them to call upon me to seek God. But they did not repent. God's judgments are his mercy. Therefore, when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. So he uses judgments to get us to turn to him, the true and living God, Jesus Christ. Now, what is this latter rain? Why is it such a profound difference, a radical difference than Pentecost? Many say, well, we're in the latter rain now. There's a great uh, renewing of the Spirit of God. Uh, the colleges throughout America, they're seeking God. And it's going uh, transatlantic through the world as well. Well, let's take a look at the Word of God and see what that says as to the truth. Is it the truth? Is it the latter rain? No, it's not. Now, those that will suffer for the kingdom of God, that they might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God in all their persecution and tribulation that they endure. We find that in 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter. This is how your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another. We're bound to thank God for you in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Why? Because it is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer, being worthy to be called kings and priests and reign with the Lord Jesus Christ during the thousand-year millennial reign, where Jesus will fulfill what he spoke to David. Psalm 132.11 The Lord has sworn unto David in truth and will not turn from it, that of the fruit of thy body will I, God himself, set upon thy throne David. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord, is there. He will be present, and he will build the house. The temple there in Ezekiel is a major, profound step that we're going into, those that prepare themselves for it. We find that the latter rain is before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. It is that ministry of Moses and Elijah. Now, what does that mean to us? Well, on the Mount of Transfiguration, there Jesus is transfigured. And his face shone as it were the sun. And we say, well, what significance does that have to us? God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 3. What does it mean to us, the body of Christ? But we, the body of Christ, have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. What does that reveal? The Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. 
And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is wisdom. The man Christ Jesus is that Spirit. In his glorification, he was made a quickening Spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Very few understand that. That he is the Holy Ghost. That he is Christ. And there we see in Acts 2, 36. That all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, the man. God hath made him both Lord and Christ. Lord Jehovah God Almighty and Christ the Holy Ghost. Christ in us, the hope of glory, is a mystery of godliness. Well, we see that Jesus is that blessed and only potentate. That's the omnipotent almighty God. First Timothy 6, 15 and 16. Who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. How do we know that we're entering into our, or that we are in truth in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost? Well, it is still ahead prophetically, and we see that in Revelation 11. It was a forerunner that Jesus spoke of this in Matthew 17 when he was transfigured before Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John saw not only Jesus, but Moses and Elijah as well. Now, most will say, well, Jesus, there is, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of God, the gospel of Christ. But Moses, he stood for the law, and Elijah is the prophets. Well, true, but far, far greater meaning than that. Why? Because we see the works, the work of the ministry. What we as the body of Christ are called for goes far greater than just there's Moses as the law and Elijah as the prophet and Jesus Christ's chief cornerstone. It's far, far greater. We find that in Matthew 17, notice that Jesus said that if you have a faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, they have in verse 20 of Matthew 17, they could not cast out these devils. Jesus stated, these come, cometh not out, but by prayer and fasting. But notice in verse 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, you could not do it. And then said, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of of mustard seed. We know the seed is the word of God and it is planted and that's a parable of the sower that went forth sowing seed. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again, bringing his sheaves with him. Now we see that in Psalm 126 and the great thing that God will do in the last days. The great thing is the last great reign of his strength that is to be revealed in and through the body of Christ as his instruments of judgment. Those that believe in a pre-tribulation rapture totally unknow the work of the ministry because we, the body of Christ, are called as instruments of judgment to render the judgments on the people and punishments upon the wicked. 
Psalm 149, demand their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron. This honor have all the saints, the ones that are sanctified, holy, both spirit, soul, and body, in the body of Christ. God said, you are my battle axe. You are my instruments of judgment. And here in Matthew 17, 20, he talks about this faith of a grain of mustard seed. Say to this mountain, what mountain? the mountain of transfiguration. He is still talking about him being transfigured before Peter, James, and John and tells them, if you have the faith as of a grain of mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain where Jesus is revealed and did only redemption miracles showing that he is and proving that he is the resurrection and the life. But not only was he present, but also Moses. And we find that mystery of Christ and of God and of the Father in Colossians 2, that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is the Father of glory, the work of the Holy Ghost. Christ is that spirit, as we see, given to us in the epistle of Peter, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. The Old Testament prophets search diligently into the grace that should come unto us searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. Now, we have to abide in the doctrine of Christ if we do not. He that abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. And that has not been taught in the novel churches throughout the world. Second John 9 states that. And who is a liar but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ? He's Antichrist that has denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father of glory. He is an invisible spirit of God. Always has been and always will be that spirit. We find in Colossians 1, 16 and 17 that Jesus Christ has created all things, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, dominions, uh, things visible, invisible, seen and unseen were created by him. Not only that, he is and always has been that God, but he made himself of no reputation to redeem us under the law. And by doing that, he added to himself the Spirit of God, the form of a servant. Very few understand the servant is God himself. We see it in Philippians 2, 6-8. Jesus, who being in the form of God, Spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, not made equal, be equal in all attributes, but made himself of no reputation. That's the kenosis, he emptied out of glory, a self-imposed limitation upon himself, not to work as spirit, but to work as a kinsman redeemer to redeem us under the law. And we see that in Galatians 4, verse 4. The spirit senior did not make spirit junior and begot a son in heaven. That's the second person of the Godhead. That's what the drying up of the Euphrates and the rivers of the world reveal in Revelation 16, 12. The Euphrates dries up, not because of climate change. That's ridiculous. It's because that the Lord states that it is a sign of the last days. And the very next verse reveals that God, when he reveals himself in this revelation of Jesus Christ, he reveals what the Trinity doctrine is. John says, I saw, right after the Euphrates River dries up, I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs. 
They are coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Well, that's a false father, false son, and false Holy Ghost, three persons. These are three unclean spirits, spirits of devils working miracles. Well, Paul gave us that in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, that God himself was sent strong delusion, that they all might be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And what is that? They will show forth signs, miracles, and lying wonders with all deceivableness of and that false Christ, as Jesus stated in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. They will come in my name, Jesus said, and deceive many. That if it were possible, they would even deceive the very elect. They will have through these great signs and wonders that they do. Paul says the same thing again in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. The body of Christ is still here. And these signs, miracles, and lying wonders is very distinct from the Lord stating that is the strong delusion. That if it were possible, it would deceive the very elect. Then what is this? Latter rain. Well, we see on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus there, in his glory, his face shone as it were the sun. That will be revealed in and through the body of Christ as in Second Thessalonians. I'm sorry, as in Second uh, uh, Corinthians, the third, third chapter. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we, notice that, but we have this treasure. Well, this is, Sealed up, sealed up among God's treasures to be revealed in the last days. Deuteronomy 32. What is that? Well, Deuteronomy 32 says, not sealed up among my treasures, saith the Lord, for the Lord will judge his people. Repent himself of the evil. That evil's rot, tribulation, trouble, persecution. When he sees their powers gone, not Holy Ghost power, coming to the end of our flesh. And there's none shut up or left. And that will reveal that he is God when he does that all shalom from the least to the greatest. For all will know that the Lord Jesus says, I am God and there's not another. I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. I do all these things. And he said, beside me, there is no other God. There's none beside me. Somebody said, well, Jesus is beside the Father. No, he's not. He sat down with the Father in his throne, all power, in heaven and earth. Somebody said, well, what is he on the right hand? That's not Kyra, it's Dexios. It means that he prepared a place for us in his uh, exaltation for the body of Christ, what he wrought to usward, the body of Christ. Ephesians 1, when he set him in his own right hand in heavenly places. We see that in Revelation 3.21. He states, that him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. We're born of his bone, flesh of his flesh, made to set together in heavenly places. Even as I overcame. Now take a good look at it. Where did Jesus go? Even as I overcame and am set. S-E-T. Not S-I-T as a position of setting. But S-E-T as forever settled. Even as I overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. All power in heaven and earth given unto Jesus Christ, 
the man been made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15.45. The Trinity doctrine will be dispelled as a lie to those that go on and follow to know the Lord. That's in uh, the following up of the grinding up of the river Euphrates. Immediately in the next verse, John says, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. They're spirits of devils working miracles. Notice it's not God. Well, we have to know Christ. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, Christ, the Holy Ghost, is come in the flesh, and that is a present imperfect tense. Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, is still coming in the flesh. It hasn't been perfected yet. The body of Christ is still growing. And any spirit that confesses not that, that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh, and confesses not that Jesus is that spirit, is the spirit of Antichrist. John states, which is already in the world. Well, what is the latter rain? How do we know it? Well, in Matthew 17, Jesus did redemption miracles. He healed the sick. Cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils on blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue. The lame walked and the captive went free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. Moses did judgment miracles. Well, that was given to us in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. Now, all the Old Testament prophets, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Ezekiel, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi. All of those prophets prophesied the grace that should come to us, searching water, what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that spirit, always has been that spirit, always has been the father of glory and always will be. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He's Elohim. And when it signified, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ, not Christ Jr., Christ, because Christ the spirit will become Christ the man, making himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, 6, and adding to himself, taking upon himself the form of a servant, made in the likeness of man, found in fashion as a man, humbles himself to the death, the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, to the glory of the Father. He has been glorified by the Father's own self. The glory he put off, he put it all back on. That's Matthew 28, 18. Jesus comes out of the tomb in his glorification and says, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. That didn't leave the Father powerless. Jesus stated the same in John 16. That revelation is being revealed now. We have over a thousand ministers in Africa that have come out of that false doctrine into the true Jesus. And what is that? Well, Jesus states in John 16, I have many things to say unto you disciples, and you're not able to bear it now. But when the comfort of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth is come, that's Jesus. So now I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That's Jesus Christ himself. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified back to what? To the Father, to the Spirit of God, to that quickening spirit. He's been made a quickening spirit. He is the Christ that's in us now, the Father of glory. There is one body, one spirit in whom you're calling, one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, 
who is the father of us all, above all and in us all. That's the father of glory. God has shown, God has sent forth, Galatians 4, 6, the spirit of his son into our hearts whereby we cry of a father, one and the self-same spirit. That's what the revelation of Christ is. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. He's the only true God in eternal life. Revelation 1, 8, he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and it's come the Almighty. He is the Almighty God. That's what he is revealing and will, that he is that Christ, who is a liar, but he denied that Jesus is the Christ. 1 John 2, 22. He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is the Father, always has been, and always will be. And he's denied the Son. Why? Because uh, that Son is the Father revealed in the days of his flesh. That's the reason Jesus said in John 2, 19, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body after he's dead, but yet Jesus did. Destroy this temple in three days I will raise it up. He did that. Romans 1, verse 3 and 4 states that he is declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit. How? By the resurrection from the dead. Proves that he is the Father of glory. He is God. Raised up his own body from the, the tomb. He was definitely dead. He died on the cross. Shed his righteous holy blood for us, for the expiation of sin. Well, what is this latter reign? Well, first thing we have to reveal in that who Jesus is on that Mount of Transfiguration, we saw his glory as God Almighty. Peter says we saw his glory. He states that in his epistle. His majesty. The majesty is the glory of God. The wonderful counsel of the mighty God. The everlasting Father. Jesus is that. Peter stated that. And as he's transfigured, he did all redemption miracles that he did. He didn't kill anybody. He did the redemption miracles, revealing that he is the resurrection and he is the life, the way, the truth, and the life. Howbeit, Moses was there with him too. And there, Moses did those judgment miracles, not by him, but by the Christ that was in him. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. And in the last days, it will be not Moses and that spirit of Moses. It'll be the Christ in the body of Christ, the church of the living God, that will work the judgment miracles, not only redemption miracles of Jesus, but also the judgment miracles of Moses. And will it stop there? No, because Jesus said, these works, these things that I do shall you do also. But greater works than these shall you do. Well, we're going to do the same works he did. What works that he did? Only redemption miracle, that he is a resurrection of life. But he said, greater works than these shall you do. What works? Well, the works of Moses in judgment. That's where he's on the Mount of Transfiguration. And it was not Moses doing those judgment miracles. It was a Christ and Moses. And there was there Elijah seen along with Jesus and Moses. Elijah 
His very name is Elohim, is Yah, is Jehovah, one God. And he did kingdom miracles. That is, that he did restoration miracles. That is restitution of all things. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 17, when asked by his disciples, why the disciples of John, John the Baptist, say that Jesus, that Elijah must first come? Jesus answered and said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things, the restoration of all things, all things of truth. We see that in Acts 3, 20, 21. The heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution, a restoration of all things, all things of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Not yesterday's faith, not tomorrow's faith, but now faith. That's present truth. Now faith is that's what it is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen in Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, you're not able to bear them now. He goes on in John 16 and says, I'll no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I'll show you plainly the Father. Why? Because that is the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. That's been hidden. But Jesus said, I'll no more speak in Proverbs. I'll show you plainly the Father. And he said, at that time, you will ask in my name, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because he is the Father. He's glorified for the Father's own self. He put off that glory to become a man, or kinsman redeemer, then death, burial, and resurrection, and went back to the glory of the Father. Glorified for the Father's own self, John 17, 5. That is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the body of Christ will work the redemption miracles of Jesus, the judgment miracles of Moses, and the kingdom miracles of Elijah in restoration. And Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things, all things of faith. We are to grow up into Jesus in all things and all truth so that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, Ephesians 4. God is doing that now, preparing us for this last great reign of his strength, the new thing, the new wine that must be put into new wineskins. And only those that have and know the work of God and the work of the ministry, what they're called for, will have the faith. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? What faith? Revelation 13 says, here's the faith and patience of the saints. He that lives in the captivity shall go into captivity. He that is killeth with a sword must be killed with a sword. Very few have that faith. They don't know the work of the ministry, what they're called for. But God's calling the true out of this false trinity doctrine in Revelation 16, 13, right after Euphrates is dried up, Revelation 16, 12. And not only that, all the rivers of the earth are drying up. And they say, well, it's climate change. Uh How ridiculous. All the rivers all over the climate of the of the world changing? No, there is an angel that has poured out his bowel upon the great river Euphrates and that it will be dried up. He states that. Now, you're either going to give glory to God that he did it or you're going to go with the world and say it's climate change and you're going to try to fix it yourself. Maybe you can go to Mars and get on a spacecraft, SpaceX, and fly to, Char- fly to Mars or buy some uh, remote place in uh, a remote area 
in Timbuktu or the United States or uh, somewhere in Wyoming and hide from the things that are coming upon the earth to try the earth. Oh, earth, 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 hear you the word of the Lord. God's doing it now. And we are not in the latter rain. No one is working the judgment miracles of Moses yet. No one's working the kingdom miracles and restoration miracles of Elijah yet. And we're seeing very little in the kingdom miracles, uh, that the, the redemption miracles of Jesus, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking, the captive going free yet. But it will. It's a radical new thing that God is doing. That's the reason on the Mount of Transfiguration. The latter rain will not only do the redemption miracles of Jesus, as stated in Revelation 11, the two witnesses, which is John in Revelation 10, that must prophesy before many nations, kindred, tongues, and kings, the body of Christ, which is the Revelation 11, two witnesses, which is the man-child of Revelation 12. One and the same, the body of Christ. Very few understand that, but many will. As God moves uh, in judgment upon this earth, revealing who he is. And the first thing he'll overthrow is that Trinitarian uh, false doctrine of these ecumenical councils and synods of centuries ago. That we have bought to be the truth because there is uh, offices of the one spirit, but they're not persons. And that's what will be revealed. There, the latter reign will be a radical change than Pentecost. In Pentecostals, we saw a former reign. It was a modern reign. It was truly of the Holy Ghost. That was in, uh, and seen 2,000 years ago in Acts, the second chapter. Verse 4, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, cloven tongues of fire appeared, set on each one of them, spake with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. But in these last days, we'll be turned into fire. And that fire that proceeds out of your mouth in the oracles of God will destroy. In this manner shall all that come against you be killed. It's never happened before. And the Lord God said he will do it. The people of God that are counted worthy of it, that have suffered all the tribulation persecutions that might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which they suffered will be the ones that will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness unto all nations. And Jesus gave us that. That in that Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah was there, and that's what we see in Revelation 11. We see the works of not only Jesus in redemption miracles, but we see the judgment miracles work through these witnesses, through Moses' judgment miracles, which is Christ. Because whenever Peter, James, and John, after they looked up, they didn't see Moses anymore. They didn't see Elijah. They saw Jesus only. Why? Because it was not Moses working those judgment miracles. It was Christ, the Christ in him. It was not Elijah working uh, those restoration miracles and kingdom miracles. It was Christ in him. And Jesus said, he that believeth on me, believes not on me, but on him that sent me. Why? The Father's the one doing the works. John 14 said, Jesus stated, The words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he's the one doing the works. The Christ, the Spirit of God that he is. 
and always has been. And wherever we see that in this last day revelation of Jesus Christ, the ones that are counted worthy, the ones that suffer for his name's sake, that will be protectors of his glory. We'll see in Matthew 17, verse 20, because of your unbelief, verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, the seed of faith, the word of God, you shall say unto this mountain, that mountain of transfiguration, where we will be transfigured, the body of Christ, not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for each of us, working out of our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure, his calling, his purpose. And then that iniquity, not doing the will of God in the last days will prevail because iniquity will abound. The love of many will wax cold. What is iniquity? Iniquity is lawlessness, not following the leading of the Holy Ghost, not doing the will of God, even though a believer might have the spirit of God, but not obeying it. It's called iniquity. But Jesus stated there that you say to this mountain, that mountain of transfiguration, that trans uh, coming out of the, the world and all this woke and all this evil surmising against the Lord God Almighty, calling good evil and evil good, not knowing the difference in the true gospel of Jesus Christ, that at that time they will be deceived even greater and greater, the, the evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse. We know that it's been the last days, but now it, all these judgments of God upon the earth are increasing with intensity and frequency. It would be a fool that sits and says, no, it's climate change. Well, there'll be many fools saying there is no God. The earth is millions of years old, not realizing that God, and there in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then darkness was over on the face of the deep, and the earth without form and void. God didn't make it form and void. It was good. Something happened there. Somebody said, I don't believe in that. Well, that's fine. Carbon dating, do whatever you want to do. But nothing is new to God. All things are of him, by him, and through him, which is Jesus Christ. And either we give him that glorious God Almighty, not a second person of the Godhead, or we die. It's just that simple. If you say to that mountain, what happened on that mountain? The Peter, James, and John, that inner circle of Jesus' disciples, have that great revelation in the majesty of Jesus, who he is, that it is Jesus that's transformed and transfigured before them. His face shone as it were the sun, that's a son of righteousness arising with healing in his wings. This woman is clothed with that son. Revelation 12, that's a body of Christ. That is not national Israel. They'll say, oh, well, that's the, uh, the 12 stars and that was uh, Joseph's dream. No, that's a church of the living God. So a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, and upon a head a crown of 12 stars. It's a church of the living God. How do you know it? Because it's the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God. Have the testimony of Jesus, which is the faith that is the faith of the redeemed. And you'll see that in Revelation 14, 12. 
and keep the commands of God and have the faith of Jesus. That's the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. When uh, those see that work of the ministry, Jesus said, if you have that faith as a grain of mustard seed, that kingdom that will grow and fill the earth, and you say to that mountain, you understand that Jesus, along with Moses and Elijah, is the last day work of the ministry in Christ. Then you will say to that mountain, remove hence to yonder place. What place? The place that we are in. Remove it. Jesus said, this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. It is the Christ generation that shall be counted for the seed. And that's the faith of a grain of a mustard seed. And it shall remove. Jesus said that that is determined will be done. You'll see the miracles of Jesus in redemption. That he is alive. That he is the way. That he is the truth. You'll see the judgment miracles of Moses work through the body of Christ. Which is the Christ in you. And you'll see the kingdom miracles of restoration of Elijah worked in it through the body of Christ. It will remove and nothing shall be impossible to you. Now there's the latter rain. When you see all these things, when you see the work of the ministry, when you see this radical change from Pentecost to tabernacles, from Pentecostal to tabernacleist, then, you can say you're partakers of that latter reign of the Holy Ghost. Are we desired? Of course we are. Zechariah 10.1, ask you of the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign. So the Lord will make great uh, bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. But Amos 7 says this is the latter growth after the king's mowings. For the Lord will mow all the grass. It's after the king's mowings. Jesus will mow it all down to get it ready for the last day work of the ministry. We can't hold on to the old wine and hold on to the old wine skin. This new wine, this new thing, this latter rain, this new wine must be put into new wine skins and only those will be preserved. It's up to us. That latter rain of the Holy Ghost called that former and latter rain and the power in the last days for the Lord having long patience for that harvest. Has long patience for that rain, former and the latter. James 5 tells us that. He's doing it now. Preparing us. Are we in it? No. Are we going to? Yes. And the ones that are being prepared for it now are sufferings, persecution, and tribulation. And it will increase more and more for the government of God is the cross. It says... Uh, Paul said, if I glory at all, I'll glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. What will it reveal? Well, Isaiah 9, 5, and to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulder, singular. The only thing rested upon Jesus' shoulder was the cross. That's the government of God. And that's the reason Jesus stated, if any man come after me, let him first deny himself. Go pick up your cross and come and follow me. You cannot do your own will and please God. You have to do the will of God. And many will learn that the hard way. 
Because if we do not do the will of God and his purpose and his will for our life, we will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 7, verse 22, 23, 24, Jesus tells us, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Somebody said, well, they weren't saved to begin with. Yes, they were. Of course they were. They call him Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. No man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. They're children. They know that he's the father. The only thing where they're missing is not doing the will of God. They didn't work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God to work in us both the will and the do. They did not find the will of God, the purpose of God, and they didn't do it. And the only way to do that is, as Paul states in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Here's the cross. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be as transformed. We got to be transformed on that Mount of Transfiguration and that glory will be revealed in and through the body of Christ. But it's the Christ in us. We're not Christ, but Christ is in us. As Paul stated, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ in you, the hope of glory, must be obeyed to do the will of God and the purpose of God, and by being not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind, will give us the mind of Christ, and we will be sealed in the servants of God, in their foreheads for the preparation for the last day work of the ministry. We are not in the latter rain yet, but God is certainly going to do it. We will say to this mountain, move from there to yonder place, and it will obey. And great will be the work of God on the last days, and great is the word, and great is the company that publish it. And that is feminine in the psalm. It's a church of the living God that will prepare the prepare then will be used of God, the preparation of this kingdom of God as we prepare for it through Christ, not through any of our works, our righteousness which we've done, but the righteousness of God by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. But we've got to add to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, the God of life, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness charity, and that charity will cover a multitude of sins and is the bond or guarantee of perfectness. Nothing that has not come to the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us shall not be made perfect. We're living in these days. Latter rain? Yes. But it will be a radical new change. Not church as usual. It will be far, far greater than the book of Acts. Book of Acts does not have an amen or the end on it because it's still in operation today. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels at the excellency of the power. Might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. That's what it's going to reveal. Not a trinity. The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We are to stand there in liberty, wherein a Christ has made us free, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And we all with open face, beholding is, beholding is in a glass, not through a glass darkly, not, not Pentecostal, not having knowledge in part, 
prophecies failing. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It's up to us. We can either go into and be transformed by the renewing of our mind, or we can be cast out. Saying the old wine is better, I'm going to stay a Pentecostal. I'm not going in. I think the old store is better, and I'll hold on to the old wine, not going into the new thing. God's doing a new thing. A woman encompassing, encompassing a man. A woman encompassing a man. Yes, that's Revelation 12. God's doing it now. We, the Holy Ghost there in that last day reign of the Holy Ghost, the latter reign. We're seeking God for it. We believe in God for it. We're saying to this mountain, be thou removed to yonder place. And God said it will obey you. Those that are suffering, uh, will be accounted worthy of it. If you suffer with him, you'll reign with him. There's no other way. And he, at that time, in Isaiah 9, 5, that government rests upon his shoulder, that son that is given to us, his name is called Wonderful, full of wonder, only used of God. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, not the everlasting Son. And that will be revealed in the last day that he is the mighty God, he is the everlasting Father, he is the Prince of Peace. That is the Son of God. He is the Father revealed. Well, if the Holy Ghost is born with us with your spirit, we are contending for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. You're going for that measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ through that spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus. Then join with us. The Holy Ghost bearing witness with your spirit, your conscience bearing you witness in the Holy Ghost, then contact me. We need to work together. My email is sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Those there on the video, you can see that. But those that are listening on the podcast, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Email me and let me know where you are. And I look forward to meeting you so we can work together. Forsaking not to assembling ourselves as the manner of some is, so much more as we see the day approaching. The body of Christ must come together being fitly framed by the Lord Jesus Christ and compacted according to the measure of each part that every joint supplies and edifying itself in love. The body of Christ has to come together. We're here for you. We pop the rag, shine your shoes. There is not of any of our righteousness, our holiness, but simply doing the will of God. We want to work with you. There, we pray for each and every member in the body of Christ that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Neighbor, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.